Right. I'm thankful to be with you. Thankful for our brother Dan, who has some thoughts prepared to help us start the service and um, bring us into this time. Um, and I'd ask you would give him your attention and um, just rest and, and listen to uh, the words and the scriptures he'll share uh, as we begin our service. Our brother, Pastor Dan Lawrence. Thank you, uh, DA. I appreciate that. I appreciate the opportunity to be with all of you, my brothers and sisters, and I also greet you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It's a it's a blessing and a privilege to be able to meet together, even uh, if we can't shake each other's hands and, and uh, give a hug. But we we have this opportunity that we can come together in the bond of the love of Jesus Christ and feel the touch of his Holy Spirit. And I, I'd like to talk about that this morning. Uh, I want to read the first part of the 22nd verse of Galatians 5. And it says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. And, I, and I'd like to talk about these three things this morning and think about what it means to be the fruit of the Spirit. Uh, I think of uh, my apple trees that are growing out there, and they are beginning to produce fruit. That fruit could not be possible except the tree were there. If there were no tree, there would be no fruit. And so when we talk about the fruit of the Spirit, we're talking about things that would otherwise not be available without the Spirit. So these, these things, and I want to talk specifically about the first three, love, joy, and peace. These are things that come as a result of having the Spirit. And so I want to talk about first uh, love as a result of having the Spirit. And I want to read uh, three scriptures. The first in uh, Mark chapter 12, 28 through 31. And one of the scribes came, and having heard them reasoning together and perceiving that he had answered them well, asked him, which is the first commandment of all? And Jesus answered him, the first of all the commandments is here, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment, and the second is, namely this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. There is none other commandment greater than these. And I, I'm focusing on that part of that verse that says, thou shalt love the Lord thy God. And you can't love someone you don't know. And how do we know God? We know God through the power of his Holy Spirit. And so because of the presence of that spirit in our lives, we have the privilege and the ability to commune with him. We have the that guiding spirit to direct us in, in the path of life. Because Christ said, if you love me, keep my commandments. And so those commandments are, are written in our hearts and, and um, brought to our recollection through the power of the Holy Spirit. Uh, in uh, John chapter 13, verses 34 and 35, 
says, I, a new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another, as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if you have love one to another. That, that bond that holds us together, the glue that makes us the church of Christ, is the love that we have one for another. And it's necessary to have that indwelling spirit in our hearts so that we can actually make that connection to be able to love one another. And by doing so, we keep his commandment that we love one another. And it says, by this shall all men know that you are my disciples. The That indwelling spirit that allows us and, and gives us the, the, the blessing of love in our lives is visible to the people around us. And they, they see us, maybe they don't know anything about us, but how we conduct ourselves, the words that we use, the body language that we use, the thoughts that we have that um, are then conveyed by our words, if those things are all directed by the Holy Spirit, then that love that we have for the brotherhood and for, for all mankind is going to be evident. And uh, the third verse of, uh, regarding love as a result of having the Spirit is in John chapter 15, verses 13 and 14. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Hear, my friends, if ye do whatsoever I command you. The, the presence of the Spirit in our lives gives us the the courage, the understanding, the humility to lay down our lives for our friends. That we can, in, in all things, be thoughtful and considerate of the needs of others. That we can show that love by our humility, by our willingness to put aside our desires and consider the thoughts and the desires of others and the desire of our, our Savior to do his commandments. Next, I want to talk about joy. Joy as, as a result of having the Spirit. And he lifted up his eyes on his disciples. This is from Luke chapter 6, uh, verses 20, and 20 through 23. And he lifted up his eyes on his disciples, and he said, Blessed be ye poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are ye that hunger now, for ye shall be filled. Blessed are ye that weep now, for ye shall laugh. Blessed are ye when men shall hate you, and when they shall separate you from their company, and shall reproach you, and cast out your name as evil, for the Son of Man's sake. Rejoice ye in that day. And leap for joy, and behold, for behold, your reward is great in heaven, for in the like manner did their fathers unto the prophets. We find it difficult to find joy in persecution, but this is truly a joyous thing because we know why, and we know the remedy. And we know 
the result of, of having joy in these things. For we know that our reward is not in this world. Our reward, our reward is not in, in having the praise of men or in having great wealth and possessions, but our reward is great in heaven. Yeah, in Luke chapter 15, verses 8 through 10, we read these things. Either what woman, having ten pieces of silver, if she lose one piece, doth not light a candle and sweep the house, and seek diligently till she find it? And when she hath found it, she calleth her friends and her neighbors together, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have, I have found the piece that was lost. Likewise, I say unto you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repenteth. It, this first really stuns me to think that there is something that I can do, something you can do, something all men can do that would cause joy in the presence of the angels. Think of that. That's to me. That's astonishing. And and how does it happen? Does it happen through any of our personal power or ability? It happens because that sweet spirit of our Lord is in our hearts, and it's and it's telling us, turn from your sin. Come unto me. Take my yoke upon you. And so we, we find that, that there is great joy and repentance. There is release. There is comfort and peace. In 1 John chapter 1, verses 1 through 4, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our, hand, and our hands have handled the word of life. We're speaking of their firsthand knowledge. John is speaking of his firsthand knowledge of Jesus Christ as his Redeemer and as our Redeemer. That which we have seen and heard declare we unto you. That ye may that ye also may have fellowship with us, and truly our fellowship is with the Father, and with His Son Jesus Christ. And I'll interject here through the power of the Holy Spirit. The Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit are one. And these things write we unto you. Why? That your joy may be full. That again is staggering. That. Our Lord, the creator of the universe, the one who has all the power, is, is able to feel joy in what we do and how we have fellowship with him. And it, it gives him joy. And he says, and I want your joy to be full too in having fellowship with me. What a beautiful, beautiful thing. The third part is peace as having a result 
peace as a result of having the Spirit. Uh, in Mark chapter 5, verses 25 through 34. And a certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years and had suffered many things of the physicians and had spent all that she had and was nothing bettered, but rather grew worse. When she had heard of Jesus, came in the press behind and touched his garment. For she said, if I may, if I may touch his clothes, I shall be whole. And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. And Jesus immediately, knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, Who touched my clothes? And his disciples said unto him, Thou seest the multitude thronging thee, and thou sayest, Who touched me? And he looked round about to see her that had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. And he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. In the middle of this passage, it says, Jesus immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him. How did it go out of him? What was the vehicle by which virtue went out of Jesus Christ? It's that Holy Spirit. She touched his garment. That Holy Spirit entered into her and healed her. And then in the end, he said, go in peace, knowing that you have been touched by my spirit. In John chapter 14, verses 25 through 27. These things have I spoken unto you, being yet present with you, but the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he, will, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let, your heart, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Through the power of his Holy Spirit, he teaches us all things. And he brings us peace in our hearts. And I'm, I'm sure that all of us who are his baptized disciples have felt this over and over again, that sweet spirit that brings to us the remembrance of his love and his word also brings us peace and how precious that peace is and one last verse uh, from philippians chapter 4 6 and 7 be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be known be made known unto god and the peace of god which passeth understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. These are these are marvelous promises to us. Those who have that spirit of Christ in their hearts. So I, I just want to re 
reread the the opening scripture in Galatians 5:22 but the fruit of the spirit is love joy peace god bless you each and thank you for your time thank you dan